Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her by episode 313. Woohoo! That's a palindrome. Sure! Yeah, yes, <laughs> but. I'm Chris and joining me today are. Ames! Caitlin! And Jake! Caitlin, you don't sound so good today. No, I've got horrible diarrhea! Oh god! She's doing her Sweetums impression. Yeah, so it sounds like things went wrong with Caitlin. If she joins us and randomly pops in the, to the podcast, look forward to that. It'll, it won't break things entirely at all. Re- real life got in the way. God did not want her on this episode. Yeah, yeah, because this is our second attempt at doing yeah. this episode. Yeah, it's just... Oof. I'm going to say uh, Q was involved. We failed the test and should prepare to be amoebas forever. I've had a good run. Being an amoeba looks great. Mm. This week's episodes are Human Error and Deja, I mean Q2. Ah, you made a joke. I did. Intro music goes here. No, I was thinking I was going to do it earlier, but I guess I have to nope, do it here. Nope, it has to go here now. Shit, I hope I remember this when I'm you doing You can do it edit. twice. <laughs> More intro I'll have music. already put it in and I'm like, ah, fuck. Jake, sing the song. What song? The intro song. It's a star to steer her by, a podcast for your ears. We're going to talk about some Star Trek shows, because we're a bunch of dweebs. And you better like what we have to say, because if you don't, you're a piece of shit. So just sit right back and turn us off. Shut down your listening device, because this is a waste of time. But. Tell us what you really think. Well, I'm going to make that the official theme as of episode 350. Everyone look forward to that. Randomly toward the end of Enterprise. Interesting choice. Hmm. First up in Human Error, the writers think Seven of Nine is Reg Barkley and decide to have her addicted to fucking Chakotay on the holodeck. I was there for it. She then realizes that's a bad idea because apparently if she has too many emotions, her brain breaks. Like, literally. And that's... I'm, I'm the same way. And that's sad, because she was getting ready to maybe be more human. That's it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good summary. Yeah. You, you, hit all, you hit all the major points. So, I, as I said before, I never really saw this season. But I was aware that people talked about, complained about Chakotay and Seven sort of being an item. I somehow missed the fact that it was just in a holodeck program, though? Oh, no, it'll come back. It comes back? It comes That's back. depressing. Wait for it. Oh, back. great, great. This, this wasn't the episode they're referring to. Oh, that's yeah, too this bad. is setting up. This is the setup. Because, like, it doesn't make sense? Tell me why. I think it makes perfect sense. I'll tell you why, but you go first. I guess, well, I, just because they haven't had enough scenes together for me to think, yes, these two have clearly been kind of eyeballing each other. Like, maybe if they'd had more scenes. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, because I was thinking about this while we were watching, Beltran, you can pretty much put Beltran with anyone, and he seems to work well off of them. Yeah, he's got charisma yeah, like he's well. he's a good actor. Like, he just, like, had they been seeding this longer, I maybe could have bought it, just because, like, they would have had chances to have time together. Why do they need yeah, to have well, seen yeah, it? Well, cause, like, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not sure about that, just because this is Seven's... Fantasy. Yeah, this is Seven having decided, like, I think she mentions it to the EMH later in the episode, when he's like, you picked Chakotay, and not me. He, <sighs> luckily, he didn't say that, or I would have fled the room. It was it was definitely implied. It, a little bit, but at least it wasn't out loud. And, you know, EMH mentions this to her, and she says, it seemed logical. Yeah. And here's the thing, 
it really fucking does. Because Chakotay is a very empathetic person. He's a compassionate person. He seems the logical choice if Seven wants to just pick someone at random and, and see, like, what's it like to be more personable with this guy? Maybe she should have picked the, the guy she went on that holodeck date with nope. a while back. Broke but, his arm. It's hot. He, he was into he was, it. Yeah, he liked it. Um, but I think Chakotay did a good choice. Like she makes a she makes a great comment to Hologram Neelix at one point when he's like, "Oh yeah, Ensign Kim has all kinds of knickknacks and tchotchkes in his in his quarters." And someone's like, "I've never been to Kim's quarters. Kim is a creep." <laughs> no. I I guess I should not seeded it like in the sense of like I just wish they'd had more scenes together. I I think what would have been more interesting for this episode is if we saw a relation like a fake relationship in the holodeck kind of develop more organically oh, with michael yeah. sullivan yeah, well kind of we're like you know like seven is practicing her social thing and initially it's not like a sexual or relationship simulator yeah it's just oh i'm i'm practicing being you know more human well we see a little of that with the baby shower we do and, th- and like that works and then like there could have been like you wanted this to be a two-parter is what i'm she hearing can, she has a well no because they just wasted so much time in this episode that they <laughs> yeah could've, they could have if they if they spent more time at the beginning with scenes of like her socializing with hollow chakotay and like then you get like a, a close-up or something where like you can kind of see like the beginnings of a, oh i think i kind of like I kind of like Chakotay. And then, like, it kind of builds on that. And then and then you can have a bit of conflict in the episode as, like, she's trying to reconcile her feelings that she has for hollow Chakotay with real Chakotay and, like, not mixing up those feelings. And that's yeah. way more interesting. That would be more interesting. Of a story. They even... Then, like, the, oh, oh, your, two, your emotions will make your brain dead. And they even sort of hinted at that to an extent where that there's that scene where he sort of runs into her in the hallway and is just talking casual because as far as he's concerned everything's normal meanwhile she's seen hollow him naked mm. or which what was programmed for as hollow him as naked well yeah that's yeah, yeah. I mean, i'm she's, sure she was very accurate in everything she definitely just hacked into the medical files i mean i'm and, sure she also has like x-ray vision on that thing, that's true know? oh wow true. True. she probably knows Gross. what everyone's gonna pack in that's what jordy did with his visor Mm-hmm. It's the future. It's fine. I don't know. I, you know, that's the thing. I just, I, I'm not mad that they're that they did a seven trying to become more more human like episode. Yeah, it's been gradual over the course of the season or the seasons. Sort of, but it seems you know. I think that's a complaint that a lot of people have about Voyager in general is the reset button. Because hmm. I feel like, okay, you spend this episode where you kind of try to do a little character development on Seven, but then by the next episode, it's, like, basically forgotten about. I did like a little bit that they brought back up Unimatrix Zero as kind of her inspiration for wanting to be like, okay, those emotions might have been nice, but mm. I've been, like, putting them aside because it's traumatic for me to think about. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring them back up again. In a, in a safe environment that you can tell she feels guilty as fuck about. Mm. Like, every time someone asks her, oh, what are you doing in the holiday? Research! Nothing! Shut up! You're not my real mom! My real mom's dead in a Borg! Yeah, being, being fair, you should feel guilty about stooping a hologram of a co-worker. Mm. True. Like, At least make a fictional character. It's no less creepy when she does it than when anyone else does it. 
You know, like you said, at least Janeway's stripping a guy that doesn't exist. Yeah. Although she did fuck with his program, which was weird. So, you know, one of the things that she that she set up for herself in her in her fake reality were quarters. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that got me thinking, <gasps> why the fuck does she still live in a cargo bay? Like, they couldn't have installed one of those Borg things in a regular room. M- much lower ceilings. St- I still think they could have done something. Like, oh, definitely. Because, like, people come into the cargo bay they all do. the fucking they time really looking for shit. Neelix hides his friggin' drugs in there. and Chakotay hides his booze. Chakotay hides his booze. So... Plus, you can't tell me you couldn't just lay it down like a bed. Yeah. No oh, shit. Oh, I didn't think of that. No, you must be standing or else it doesn't work. Because, I mean, clearly they don't need... They could wean her off of it. Icheb seems to not live in there anymore. Well, he doesn't have a cortico no. node. Yeah, but I thought that was just about kind of maintaining all of her bits and bobs. Yeah. Not just yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know how it works for him, but yeah. He, yeah. But yes, you're right. He she was needs less... to recharge the batteries, but yeah, I see no reason why it can't be a lay down. It yeah. could even probably be built into a bed. Yeah. Like an actual bed. Mm-hmm. Like the headboard is, is the little... Spencer Gifts lightning thing. Nice. I bet she'd love a Cardassian bed. <laughs> oh, big time. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, Seven of Nine should have a fucking room to herself that fucking assholes aren't just gonna pop in all the time. Yeah. Or at least in the cargo bay, you can install another wall. Mm, yeah. If, right. you, if it has to be cargo bay, fucking bisect the room. <laughs> I can make a hologram wall that bisects the room. No, no, hologram walls always fail at some point. We saw this on Prison Ship. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That was that was one takeaway I had. Yeah, yeah. They even get, like, Suter, who was a fucking murderer, <clears throat> had his own room. Nice. <laughs> 709, who admittedly has murdered a lot more people than Suter ever did. Not willingly. Is, uh, is still denied a room. Hell, they could have just like they could have set her thing up in Astrometrics, and she likes living there. Yeah, you know, she she basically lives there already anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. And they yell at her when she's not at her post. That would be the Elon Musk solution. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to charge her for it too. I also enjoyed in the um when, when we're seeing Seven's room when before she's upholstered hit with anything. Neelix comes in, and one of the things he he suggests is curtains. Mm. Which I think this is the third or fourth time Neelix has brought up adding curtains to something. Has he? Which is very funny. Because Memory Alpha listed two times. And I think I wanted to say in Phage? No, Phage? Which is the one where he loses his lung. The one where he loses his lung. I think that's Phage. I think that's Phage. When he's stuck in, you know, in bed and can't move a fucking inch, he looks at the ceiling and says, maybe we put like some kind of a tapestry or something up there. (laughs) Curtain-like. He, this, man, this is a man who loves curtains. You know, for someone who's obsessed with curtains and, and, and like, wall decor, the fucking mess hall looks like shit. Like, hmm. How come he hasn't spruced that place up at all? That's a good question. Maybe he has put in multiple requisitions and just been denied. Tuvok keeps saying no. I'm surprised he hasn't, like, set it up like a, like a 50s diner. <laughs> That's because this show isn't run by George Lucas. Nice. Yeah. I could see Tom, I could see Tom Paris. Yeah. I could see a whole yeah. episode. <gasps> where Tom Paris convinces Neelix that he needs to personalize... This is like a season one or season two episode. He needs to personalize 
the mess hall. It's like, oh no, this is this is your place. And then Tom is like, well, we'll set it up like an old time fifties diner. You can pour the captain's coffee. You got a you got a robot waitress on wheels. Whenever you pour coffee for the for the captain, you got to say hun. You got to call her hun. Here you go, hun. Just picture him squeezing one of those silly paper triangle hats over his mohawk. Mm-hmm. You gotta get old fat. You gotta get a flat top. Do a mm-hmm. do old fashioned smash burgers or whatever. Yep. Mm. That I am almost surprised that was never an episode. Right. It seems so obvious. All now that I think no, of it. No, we're we're coming close to fanfic season, so keep that in mind. Wank, wank. Um, I also noticed in that scene where Neelix is suggesting the curtains. He, he says something like, oh, as long as it matches the carpet. Or, and I'm like, yeah. was that a fucking pubes joke? I don't. So that's the thing. Neelix may not think of it as a pubes joke, but the writers would have fucking known. And what the actual I mean, hell? It, it definitely seems like at least a wink to the audience about a pubes. And that's the thing. In that scene, it's Seven and Neelix. Neelix, who probably wouldn't get that this was a reference. And Seven, who wouldn't get that it was a reference. Mm. If Paris were there, he'd mm. be like, Neelix, you gotta put that another way. <laughs> yeah. And no, it, it, there, was a, there was a deleted bit where Chakotay walks in in that moment and goes, oh, they match. Jesus. Actually, that also gets me thinking, though. Does it? So, the, the doctor, if you recall, when he first gave seven her outfit yes and hair he's like oh i stimulated your hair follicles Mm -hmm. so it means that her hair wasn't growing until he did something Mm -hmm. i wonder if she has any body hair because would he have bothered to stimulate well all of her hair follicles all over her body I, i i think it wasn't that her hair wasn't going to start growing again it's that that was how they explained how she already had a full head of hair he was like, I sped up your head. The rest uh, will come natural. Yeah, yeah. Mazzotti has hair, so... I but, she, but she always had hair, even she when did. she was Oh, that's poor. true, she yeah. Did. I don't think Echep did. Echep now No, yeah, he, he started off... But yeah, I think that was bald. just to explain why she had a full head of hair that fast. was yeah. like, I sped up your head hair, the rest of that it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he let the rest grow naturally. Yeah. I buy mm. that. Fair. But yeah, yeah. Oh, another th- yeah. So this this episode actually just is things that pisses piss me off about seven of nine. Oh no! See, how- I actually think Jerry Ryan was quite good in oh, this no, episode. She's amazing. She's amazing. Dang it! She's always amazing. <laughs> and she was really good in this episode, but it may it just makes me angry at the writers slash Captain Janeway in the <gasps> world that she Whoa. doesn't have quarters. Yep, mm-hmm. fair. She doesn't get to wear a uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in her fantasy, she brings she, it up. In her yeah. fantasy, she got to wear a fucking uniform. Oh, and she looks great in the uniform. And she looks fucking fantastic. We, well, we knew that from relativity, but yeah, she looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, what it does is it does kind of reveal like all the shit you kind of wish they'd been doing yeah. all this time. Like it's almost, it's almost like whoever wrote this episode was pissed off at the other writers for yeah. for shortchanging. Yeah, pretty much. Nine. Oh, well, that's a possibility. Although I think it was did I write down who the writer was? Yes, it was Andre Bormanis, who is. On the team. So he's been there on a the team. I forget, because I want to say... I want to say he's the usual science consultant, but I might be mistaking him for somebody else. Mm. He also says, uh, this whole episode was a metaphor for dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. Which I can see it. I, it's, a, it's a little hidden. Yeah, it's not exactly the main thrust no. by the end. Yeah. Like... Yeah, this, this really comes down to how did... They do it better to, in Prodigy, to, but they do everything better in Prodigy. How, yeah. to, how to bang your boss without banging your boss. 
Yeah. Ugh. Upsettingly, like the more like fur- the further into this episode we got, it's like, dang it, now I'm now I'm in love with Chakotay. <laughs> it took this long because you know I always like enjoyed his character a little a little extra just because there's so many haters out there. There's like, yeah, no, I will fight for this man, and I was like, fuck, now I have a crush on this man. <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Beltran's great. Yeah, I always uh... when they let him do yeah anything. when they let him do things, but yeah, <laughs> and like it is. I'm glad that he had. An opportunity to, to do some acting this week. Mm-hmm. Actually, also, like, let, let's talk about the, the kind of, I'm going to say breakup scene, even though he's a hologram, but I think mm. it's kind of still a breakup scene. And how I almost expected him to say, like, but Seven, this is a big part of you growing as a Borg and growing out of that, that whole part of you. But instead, he's like, this is an important thing for both of us. And I get, gave him a lot of credit for not just making it about her thing. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Remember... That's one thing with holoprograms when they create co-workers there. No matter who does the writing, they seem to really know the person super well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Seven has spent 49 hours in six days in this hologram. And I wrote down, banging Chakotay is a full-time job. <laughs> More than a full-time job. I don't work 49 hours. Look, it's like, you know, you got a new game, you really like it, you devote all your free time to it. Oh, how is uh, Tears of the Kingdom? Good, good. I'm enjoying <laughs> the new version of the uh, Hestu dance. Uh, I do miss the old song. The new mm. dance is great because it involves more Korok. Yes. yes. And I do love them. There was some B-plot, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, there was a... Oh, there, yeah. there, They kind of recently flying through like effectively a mine testing ground or like a yeah. some kind of testing oh, ground. Yeah, right. And they were yelling at Seven because Seven was the one spotting mines effectively. But and she kept going off to play, you know, pork your boss. Yeah. And then I think at the end, her solution was to, you know, getting rid of a certain detonating thing that was coming their way was to get close enough to use the transporter to beam the detonating yeah, device yeah. off of a mine, which is kind of insane. <laughs> a little, a little. You know, Tom enjoyed it, though. Yeah, no, you got to be all like, I get to fly like an idiot. <laughs> Earlier in the episode, when they were when they kept running into the mines, I could swear there there was a deleted scene where Tom was like, "My God, how do we hit another mine?" I could have sworn there was a one over there and a two <laughs> over there. So by process of elimination, there should not have been a mine here. <laughs> okay, it took me a minute. Oh wow, I was. I, I was waiting. freaking loved Minesweeper. No, so did I. I was, all of my adolescence. The problem is I was, for some reason, I was waiting for it to be a Galaxy Quest reference. <laughs> so when it wasn't, my mind had to reboot to be like, all right, what is he actually talking about? Hmm. Harry Kim got Starfleet diapers for the baby shower. Oh, yeah. Which I wrote, do they need that or do they just beam it out of you? Also, like, why would you, in a world where replicators exist... And I know there yeah, are... Yeah, why even have a baby shower? Well, why have cloth diapers? Like, that just seems like extra work. Well, well that, no, because if there's a replicator, then you can just toss them and get new ones. Yeah, without it being as wasteful yeah. as tossing Salad plastic is. ones. Salad legs. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, those but are like, one-use cloth diapers. Yeah, but then it's kind of a shitty gift. Literally. Yeah! <laughs> oh, Seven had a very cute toast. Mm-hmm. It was something to the effect of, I hope all of her aspirations come true, except for one. So there's always something to strive for. And I thought that was very it's a, cute. Yeah, it's a decent line. I liked it. Chat GPT to the rescue. 
Why? It sounds like give me a give me a baby shower speech. <laughs> I think I think that's next week. Ah, I get it. What else are in my notes? In no particular order because it just uh, it it shot out at me. Uh, what's what's for the dessert? The dessert is definitely vagina. <laughs> I feel like I might have had a similar thought at the time. <laughs> The uh, the holodeck has got, has continued to get fucking more magical. Mm. In what way? Well, it can remove her implant off of her face. Yeah. Oh, it could put clothes on Lily's slum. I know it put clothes on Seven of Nine too. Like, and did her hair? That's true. The hair was interesting. Like, and what's weird is after she left the holodeck, her hair was still did. I think one of the times I think she had to put it back yeah. on, but so. not the other time. So it's weird to me. Like the holodeck at this point, it can just do anything. Holy God! Well, apparently, when my phone is on do not disturb, it does not silence the ringer. It's a do not good disturb. choice Sounds phone. Like an actual, like, please disturb. Like it turned off everything else. <laughs> but yes, the holodeck is wildly inconsistent. There'll be some more magic holodeck nonsense next week. Yay! Uh, it was a good metaphor about the metronome. I thought that was a nice little writing touch. Uh, yeah. Pat, pat the writer on the back. You did a good metaphor, guy. <laughs> metronome seems like uh, like if Santa wore trendy clothes. Oh Christ! Wow, really, Jake? Oh, okay. Metronome. Neat. Yeah, that. Yeah, and then the episode just kind of ends at some point. Like, we're, it feels like we're in the middle of a conversation. Seven says, nope, we're not going to do that anymore. The end, bye. <laughs> Show, show's almost over. We're not going to bother. Like, the the very, the, the teaser scene kind of, like, hit me in the face. Like, oh, that's, that's it? It's literally just, we watch someone playing piano, we see it's seven, and then we cut to, cut to the opening intro segment and then the end is like it's just cut off and done you're done yeah that that was sort of weird no more (laughs) she's playing the piano it's like okay who'd have thought is this this supposed to be what (laughs) is it teasing is it teasing it's not that teasing yeah no it's not yeah i also don't quite buy the oh you you can't get emotional or else you're bored shit malfunctions she's has she never been emotional she before? She has, hundreds of times. She's frequently emotional. But this is the first time she was horny. Oh, that's mm-hmm. what it is. That may be what it is. That old Borg saltpeter trick. When EMH says emotional, what he means is you're flooded down there, Seven. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh. Caitlin's not here. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it does make sense as a concept, but yes, it does feel like maybe... Maybe it would have kicked in during, say, Unimatrix Zero. Yeah, she was making out with that guy's face quite a lot. Yeah. Maybe that just means she didn't actually like him. She didn't. She could have done better. Yeah, she should have gone with... I think I think his name was Korok, the Klingon. Yeah, he's always a good option. Klingons are often a good option. Tell Tom. Oh, wait, he knows. <laughs> hey I have been handed a card. We're apparently moving on to Q2. Segway. <laughs> In uh, Q2, Q weirdness starts happening. But wait a minute, it's not John Delancey, it's Little Delancey. Q 
Keegan. Keegan Delancey. He's a cutie. He is playing Little Q from, uh, you know, the Q in the Gray. Was that the type of title? I yes. meant to look it up. Yes, it is. Yep, so he's a, you know, he's now the Q equivalent of a teenager, and like a real teenager, he's a giant pain in the ass. <laughs> and Q is like, go hang with Aunt Kathy and Charlie X all over the place for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, complete with stealing Neelix's mouth and vocal cords in a deeply unsettling body horror scene. Yeah, so basically he's been a little scamp in a way that annoys even his dad. So his dad is like, maybe you can learn from humans. And then they decide to strip him of his powers. So he will actually learn from humans. And he actually starts to come around. At first I thought he was just pulling a con, but he wasn't. Well, that's because there's going to be consequences. <laughs> true, true. They're going to make him an amoeba. But, you know, he, he chills with Echeb and, and is good at something, but I've forgotten what. Is it writing reports? Well, that too. But, uh, you know, and we find a little bit of his motivation is like, you know, he was born to be the savior of the Q Continuum. And that's a lot to rest on even a god's shoulders. So that kind of caused him to freak out a little. And his yeah, dad didn't pay did, enough attention they to They didn't him. tell Cisco until he was an adult. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, he's thinking like, hey, I'm doing good and I'm better and I'm happy. And then Q doesn't like his report and that makes little Q sad. So he decides to fuck off with Echeb, kind of takes him hostage to have a joyride. And Echeb nearly gets killed. And there's this whole thing where he goes back and takes responsibility. And oops, it was actually his dad the whole time. He loves tests. Yes. We've always known this. Uh, but the Q court is still like, eh, fucking whatever. And so Q, are those robes for some reason. Yeah. And... Q goes to talk to them and is like, look, I'll actually pay attention to him. And they're like, fine, he can have his powers back and we won't make him an amoeba or a human. And, yeah, it kind of just... Yeah, that's about all that happened. Sorry, I, I didn't have a good ending for that because I realized I got to it and hadn't built up to it well. It just was there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, this is another one. You didn't like this one either? Dang it. Yeah, I liked everything this I week. Didn't, I didn't hate it. I just... It was directed by LeVar Burton. Yeah. I, I, I like it kind of shows. You can kind of see a little of R in there. Yeah. I, I liked it better once it stopped just being a Q episode. Mm. Like, once we actually did find out more about Little Q mm -hmm. and all that. It's like, I kind of wish more of the episode about it had been his sort of genuine emotional moments. Because once those started, I was like, oh, okay, this is actually good. Because at first it was like, okay, fine, it's Q. Oh, good. We're stripping Jerry Ryan because this fucking show. Mm -hmm. Um. Yep. But like once they actually got to his sort of his his impetus and all that, and he started Should've to come been around. Harry. Hmm? Should have been Harry. That'd have been fine. He'd actually have been uncomfortable. It would have like little Q's looking for a reaction. Well, the, yeah, the Who else is he going to get a reaction? The joke out of? is that is that seven of nine doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, but still, it's like of course it's you know just an excuse to get Jerry Ryan it undressed is. and it's annoying. Yeah, I don't know. I like this episode a lot better when the. Juvenile Q was Amanda Rogers and there were puppies. That's... Where's the overlap with that? I suppose Other than it's a, a Q kid. It's a Q kid. Like, it's a Q kid story. And, well, and like the Q kid adjusting to their powers and... But he's always had powers. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a reverse Amanda Rogers. A little bit. She sort of discovers she's a Q. He's like... Again, it's Deja Q where they take away his powers to yeah. try to teach him a lesson. It's like Charlie X meets Deja Q. Yeah. And then they have another baby somehow. Yeah. So many Q yeah, babies. Yeah, the fact that he was that he was he was learning how not to Q was important. But I don't know. I still feel like the central theme of we have a kid, we have this this child Q. The Q continuum is going to kill them if they don't 
satisfy us because that was yeah. also the Amanda Rogers thing. That's right. I forgot about that part. And oh, and then like they're gonna get in trouble for taking Q level Q shortcuts and doing doing things the Q way. Yeah. It's like like when when she cheated on her Doctor Crusher homework. Yeah, it does. It does feel like despite Q and Q's best efforts with Q, the Q continuum still kind of sucks. Yeah. They they really need a need a bigger kick in the ass than they got. And why were they wearing the judge robes? Well, from see, see point. That's simply how humans interpreted it. Oh Every, yeah, because everyone... Janeway was there, so she had to see it. No, Janeway wasn't there, was she? No, someone was in the room. I'm sure of it. I'm pretty sure it was Janeway. Was it? Okay, good. They well, were also, doing it just for Janeway. Were, I mean, they, I mean, certainly they were appearing in human form for the benefit of humans. Like, they, I'm sure the Q's natural habitat is not. It's whatever they want. Yeah. So when they choose to take human form, it must just be the thing that, oh, we got to wear these post, you know, post uh, apocalyptic horror outfits. It's also entirely possible that Q, Jesus Christ, Delancey Q told the rest of them. That doesn't help. Fuck. (laughs) They're both Delancey Q. Delancey Q (laughs) Sr. God damn it. (laughs) Delancey Q Sr. just told the rest of the engineering was like, no, 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 that's, that's how human judges still dress. Yeah, totally. And none of them checked for some reason. Mm. So I think it's 1,000% for the audience. Oh, yeah. Because oh, otherwise, totally. yeah. otherwise, people will be like, who are these people? Yeah, it's to let you know, like, oh, these are what, this is what a judge, a Q looks like when they're a judge. It's also possible they just, you know, Q did that in Farpoint, and then the rest of Q were like, yeah, those look good, actually. That's pretty cool. They See, look, I think, they look I think in a way we like. I think it would have been neat if they were like, like British no. judges with like, the stupid Jesus wigs, God, like no. like it's just like a stupid, but like twice the size of. Can't a... take them seriously. That that that's that, the point. It's like they're playing dress up for work. No, no. See, that would be if there was a panel of whatever Trelane species. Is. <laughs> it's not Q, and I refuse to accept that. And I swear to God, if they ever officially retcon it to that, I'll leave. Wait for in. lower decks; they'll do it. I, there's there's a rumor that Strange New Worlds might pull it, which would really upset well, me. There's no way because Spock would have known who. Trelane well, it could be a different Trelane or oh. something. I don't know. <sighs> who knows? That's <laughs> why parents. you don't do prequels. You can. You just don't bring in Trelane. Yes, don't do it. <laughs> William Campbell was perfect. We don't need any more. No, exactly. Come up with some other new godlike being. There's plenty of them. In TOS, like. Every third week was a new godlike oh, race. Yeah. There's no reason not to have more. When we did our un- omnipotent entity positivity, so it was just every other week in TOS. Jeez, too many. That's what it was. TNG, they're like, it's the Q and Kevin Uxbridge, and that's it. There may have been others. There may have been. I can't remember, but. Hmm. I like that Junior refers to everyone as bipeds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a nice little touch. McGillan was pretty godlike. Yeah. True. He's on our mm. list. You can go mm. go read it out, about it on the blogtivity. Click. <laughs> what did you guys think of Keegan Delancey, by the way? Yeah. I think, you know, he did what he needed to do, which was be really annoying for half the episode. <laughs> and then, and then uh, really sympathetic yeah. for the other half. Like, yeah, no, he annoyed the fuck out of me for a long time. But again, that was clearly the point. So he nailed it. 
Whether or not I wanted that <laughs> is a different story. It's such an amazing coincidence, though, that like I'm sure out of the thousands of people that auditioned for that role, it just happened to go to John Delancey's kid, and John Delancey was playing the father in the show. Like, I kind of wonder if like they part... did. They did have him audition. Did they? Yes. Okay. I was kind of wondering if maybe part of the pitch to Delancey had even been like you know. In we'll fact, have your kid play your kid. In fact, Berman suggested bringing him into audition after seeing him in an episode of Ally McBeal. Really? I forgot yeah. about that show. Uh, Never watched it. It doesn't look like he did any acting at all after this, I guess. Hmm. This is his last acting credit. And I read on his Memory Alpha page that he went on to study peace, war, and defense studies and Arab cultures. And now he serves as a U.S. Foreign Services officer. Oh, so he's a spy. Hmm. Because nine, nine, eight, like nine out of ten for foreign services officers are actually intelligence. Neat. Destabilizing. So he seems cool. Democracies. I also read his mother. Uh, we've seen on on the Star Trek before. Oh yeah. She was uh, Rebus's one of one of Rebus chorus members in Loud as a Whisper. Oh well, the the, the girl. Uh, yeah, the only one that was. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea they were they were a thing. Not gonna lie, didn't know John Delancey had a kid until we were watching the opening credits of this episode, and I went, I bet I know who he's related to. It would have been kind of hysterical if actually the surname was just a coincidence. Mm. It's like, wow. And that can't be a common surname. Right. Unless you're from Lancey. True. <laughs> True. Yeah, overall, I think, I didn't mind it. I would have preferred less Q, more human dealing with pressure baby Q. Because that was when he got more interesting. It's like, mm-hmm. why is he such a dick? Just because of his dad? Like, oh, no, because, yeah, he just had this huge mission weighed on his shoulders. Yeah. I don't know where you would start that, though, because you kind of need that much room at the beginning to like, think he's a jerk. Yeah. So yeah. that he has enough room at the end to do kind of his redemption kind of a thing. Yeah. I just maybe like one less scene, by which I mean making Jerry Ryan naked. Yeah, yeah, I could always do without that. Like, you cut that scene, you've still got enough scenes of him being a pain in the ass to have made the point. Mm. But yeah, because it does sort of beg the question of, like, what had the idea been? With, like, if we have a Babby Q, that'll Things fix will everything. Things magically be okay. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, wait. And at the time, watching the episode, like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. New blood, I guess. New ideas, maybe. But actually, wait, no, hold on. That doesn't make sense. It, it does kind of sound like having a kid to try to save the marriage, and that never works. I mean, hell, it caused uh, Susie Q to vanish. See, I always thought in Q and the Grey, it was more about not just making one kid, but about showing the rest of the Q, hey, we can all do this. Like, I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen Rossum's Universal Robots. No, somehow. It's a strange-ass play. It's very strange. It's very 1920s. Mm. But it originated the word robot, which is Yes, important. that I knew. So we come to see by the... T- after the first long chunk of the play... And the robots have taken over. Spoilers, the robots have taken over. They realize they can't build it themselves because they, they're, like, missing the one component to making their own more robots. That's that episode of Voyager. Prototype. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little like that. Huh. And they keep one of the humans alive and, like, try and are forcing him to come up with the one thing they're missing to making making hmm. more robots. Like Prototype. Like Prototype. <laughs> oh, my God. Prototype. <laughs> Why didn't we bring this up? <laughs> Well, because I hadn't read it, so uh, it was on YouTube, really. To... I failed utterly at this. Yeah, and eventually you see, you know, two of the robots, the girly robot and the cute boy robot, and they kind of start falling in love, and you realize, ah, 
That's where the robots will come from. Love. Love. Well, because in in that play, the robots aren't like what we think of as robots, like right. like mechanical beings. They're they're more zombies. Yeah, they're more well, they're more, more Frankenstein monsters. Yeah, they're they're closer to like a Frankenstein monster type of thing. Where they're, so replicants, maybe? Yeah, more like a replicant. They're just people. They're basically like the whole thing was a allegory for like. The plate of the workers. Yeah. Right, right. Well, of course, it was Russian from the 20s. Like, it was Czech. Czech. But Czech. Same difference. I, okay, I thought in it was terms, In terms of literature. It was written by Karl Chopek, who was the president of uh, the Czechoslovakia at the time. What was it? Am I making this up? Or, am I, or was You're it thinking Havel? of Havel. I'm thinking of Havel. Havel was the, the other Czech playwright. Damn it. Yes, yes. Václav Havel was the president. I know that name for some reason. You he, were in his play. Yeah, he wrote the memorandum. The memorandum. Oh, I fucking love the memorandum. It's a great play. <laughs> it um, was a great play. Look, if you're gonna read it though, find the version called the memorandum. They did a more recent translation called the memo, and it's not as good. And they anglicized the names for some reason, which causes you to lose a whole joke. Mm. Very upsetting. But anyway, but yeah, R U R. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a trick. So yeah, the idea it's is quite, that the idea is that, that, is that the robots learn how to bang. Right. Uh, like Blade Runner. Like, like, like Blade the Runner. apple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, if, if instead of, let's put all this pressure on Q Jr. to somehow solve everything that's wrong with the Q continuum into, I don't know, I feel like it should have been, oh, now if we all make new babies, then we can use, then we can kind of have a new generation. The next generation. Of course, the issue there then becomes like if a immortal species continually reproduce. Not that they take up space. They do take up energy, though. Oh, that's confusing. I'm going to stop thinking about that now. <laughs> uh, I might, this might be unpopular, but... Whoa. I don't think I really cared for any of Q's appearances. In Voyager or at all? Post-TNG. Like, I certainly didn't like his appearance in DS9. Yeah, he was a waste in that episode. Yeah. And, then, like, Did he get punched, and he's though? been in, what, three... Three episodes? Three episodes of Voyager. And just it just feels... How about good. in Picard? Oh, I hated that. I hated what they did to that character. Really? I loved his outfit. I, they I, think dre- that, I think that's what it is. They dressed him. It's like Delancey acted him. his fucking ass off. He was great in Picard season two, and he looked Yeah. Fabulous. No, I mean, the thing is, Delancey always does a good job, but it, it just always feels so... It's, it's To me, it's kind of close to, like, the Mirror Universe, and that... It's a nice thing when they did it in TOS. Mm. And then they kept bringing it back in Deep Space Nine. It just got worse and worse and worse. And it was like the low points of DS9 for me are the are the Mirror Universe episodes. They, none of them are good. None of them work. It doesn't make sense. I feel like the only there's only two times in Star Trek where Mirror Universe episodes actually work. One of them is in TOS and one of them we haven't gotten to yet. Um oh. I gotta read. Um, I think there's comics of both the TNG and the and the Voyager no, mirror it's universes. St- stupid, but it's bother. comics, so it doesn't count. So you can just enjoy the fluff. Comics, so they burn easily. <laughs> uh, yes, but mine are digital downloads. Damn it! Uh, but anyway, and I kind of feel the same about Q, though. It's like, okay, yeah, Q should be a digital download. Yes, I mean Q is interesting a few of the times. I feel like the strongest Q appearances are, what's the one where he becomes human? Deja, Deja Q. Q. Deja Q. I bore, he's great. 
Well, Iborg—he's a little dick, but he's great. Not Iborg. Iborg? That's Hugh. What? The other one. Oh, Bob. Q who? Yes, Q who? The one we meet the boar is what I meant. Oh yeah, yeah, Q. Yeah, that's a good one. I think Tapestry, even though it's arguable whether or not that's actually Q or just a hallucination, is good. That's actually Trillian. And and I think. <laughs> Uh, all good, all good things. things, and I guess you have to include Farpoint then, because you don't have them in All Good Things without Farpoint. I think what later versions, even some later TNG versions of Q lose, is that for all that he's sort of a, a trickster in some ways, there is always a slight in his better appearances undercurrent of menace. Yeah, mm. and they eventually kind of drop that. Yeah, then he just pe- kind of becomes like like a Loki character. Yeah, yeah, he's like, just a goof. Yeah, it's like you're here to to stir up trouble for. Chaos reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like... It's... The episodes in Voyager, when he pops up, it's almost... It's like all about him. Mm. It's like, oh, here's... I got a problem. This this other Q wants to kill himself. We have to make sure that doesn't happen. That's that's a Q problem. Oh, the Q are dying. We need to make a baby, Janeway. Let's bang. That's a Q problem. Hey, my kid's a piece of shit. Help me, Janeway. That's a Q problem. Like... The three times that we've seen Q, it's been Q coming to Voyager because he needs help with a problem. Whereas... Which, let's be real, like, in-universe, he's... In the, sorry, let me rephrase that. In the real world, he's bothering Janeway because that's the show that's on the air. Oh, yes, of course. In-universe, <laughs> he would have been harassing Picard about all of this. But also, I just don't think... He, like, com- contrast that to his other appearances where... He comes to, not because he's got a problem, he wants to either cause you a yeah. problem for you, or he's trying to teach you some sort of a lesson. Yeah, well, okay, I guess the thing is, the reason you can sort of justify it in-universe is the reason he shows up in the first place because Quinn wants to kill himself is because Voyager finds Quinn. Yeah. yeah. So that is what brings them to his attention in the first place. The Q Civil War that results is because of the events of the Quinn episode. <gasps> There's so much continuity. And this is a result of this. This, this is some of the only continuity in this show. Yeah. Neelix's background. The Q arc, yeah. In the Q arc. <laughs> and we remembered Unimatrix Zero last episode. <laughs> For some reason. Even though we contradicted it. Yeah. And before someone points out that I listed Q Who among my top I listed Q Who. Wait. Which one returns to a human? Deja Q. Deja, Deja Q. Where I listed Deja Q among my top episode, my top Q episodes. Bear in mind that one he is coming to Picard because he has a problem. But mm. I would argue that that's the exception that proves the rule. Okay. Yeah, his problem is I'm going to be your, become your problem. Yeah, like the Q <laughs> dump him on them. Yeah, it is a because it's still it's still Picard's problem to deal with, and it's and it's well established that he and Picard are friends. Ish. If you can be friends with a Q at all. Yeah, well, Q thinks he's a friend. Aww. But, like, you know, all the, all the most, if not all of his other appearances, he either thinks he's being helpful. Or is in Deep Space Nine where he's entirely superfluous to the yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, he either thinks he's being helpful or he's deliberately there to cause a problem because he thinks you need to be, he, you need to learn a lesson. Uh, yeah. he's, he's there because the audience will recognize this character and get boners. Right. Yeah. He does look great. Yeah, I don't love his appearances in Voyager. Didn't love this one. I liked what was the Quinn one's name? I Brain is gone. Mr. Gone now. Quinn's Wild Ride. There it is. Um But I think that's more because Quinn is compelling. Quinn is very good. That's a good point. It's a it's a it's a new 
Q experience to see. Yeah. Was it's it like Q squared? That's no, a, there, there was no. one that didn't have a Q in it. Oh. So which is Death what I, Wish. Death yes, Wish. there we go. Good, good. Beating my memory for a change. It's too full of new Voyager titles. <laughs> new tedious titles. <laughs> uh, I thought Janeway should have failed Echeb for that report. Because when she asks... For a report that's like, what? What did she say? Eight minutes? I want an eight-minute report. And his report goes on for fucking days. He did not do the assignment. No, it's true. Yeah, kids gotta learn. Straight out the airlock. Finium. (laughs) It was funny, though, when uh, Babby Q referred to him as having a Kirk obsession or hang-up or whatever. It's like, oh, son, that is just all of Starfleet. That is just all of Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah, well, they all have a huge boner for Jimmy T. Yeah, then once the audience realizes, oh, they're talking about Kirk! Oh, Chris, I just thought of a headcanon that kind of really piss you off. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's Bem. Trelane mm-hmm. is Q Jr. And the parents that were mad at him <laughs> were Q. Q and Susie Q? And Susie Q. <laughs> yes, exactly. That, okay, that might be the only way I would accept retconning Q mm-hmm. as Trelane. And that's and that's why he knows about Kirk. But see that that I'm okay with because Ooh. that just means Trelane is that Q and not Trelane was always a Q. If that makes sense. So does that mean the Trelane that we saw in TOS would have been before Q Junior in this episode? Yes, when he was yeah. more of a little brat. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, and uh, that's what drove Susie Q away. Yeah, to divorcing herself from her son. Yep, yep. There we go. I'm that that one is almost acceptable. Still prefer they don't, but I like it. Uh, I thought it was great to see a Cardassian apologizing for the occupation of Bajor. <laughs> see, that's that's the thing. That proves he did listen to Icheb's report, though. Because that's how Kirk beat the Kobayashi Maru. He changed the parameters oh, yeah, of the right. program. Yep, yep. Yeah, I forgot about that bit. That, that was kind of funny. Actually, the, the funniest bit. This, book, this bit I, I chuckled heartily at. I wish you could have seen the. I wish you could see the look on your faces. Wait, you can. And then he makes mirrors appear in their hands. Yeah, that was a good one. It's well, with, a great joke. Well, especially because like he's Q, he could have totally just made copies of them and appear in front of themselves. But he went the simple route. Yes. Yeah. The mirror. The mirror was great, and really, it was the reaction of the actors because they both like kind of looked at it for a second and, yeah. and, and like to see like, what the fuck's in my oh fuck you I get, I, I get the joke and god damn it's <laughs> such a dad joke you're such a dad now Q that's what it was, it was a, oh god that's exactly what it was it was a dad joke he delivered that line well too as well mm-hmm. I also in, in watching one of the scenes where you know I think he appears in the the, the, the turbo lift when Janeway's wandering oh, around yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's not now Q and closes the true of the lift. And she's walking down the corridor. Yeah. And suddenly he appears next to her. Because obviously Delancey ran all the way around the set. And good for him. <laughs> but also, like, I remember when she did that, I'm like, you know that isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> He's Q. But she's making a point. No, I know. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God, when she shoved her foot in his face. I'm like, oh, there are so many creepy fan fictions that go in a different direction Ooh. in that scene. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, oddly, even though we saw the naked seven moment and was, you know, it's perturbing and all this thing, the Q appearing in the bathtub with Janeway 
I was fine with because it wasn't at all sexual. Yeah, no. It, it's it, just a, I'm here to be inconvenient. Yeah, and I, he was also still fucking dressed. <laughs> I also liked bad cop Janeway. She's pretty good. Mm. Well, if, you're, if your father won't punish you, I'll punish you. Punished. Puny humans. I, I don't know, I got nothing. I was doing. I was doing a Boston ass. Oh fuck it! That's what you're doing, shit. So because it would be too damn expensive, just imagine a transporter sound effect here. And now we all gasp. <gasps> Caitlin, me. She appeared just in time for the vlogtivity. And that's our segue. Q made you appear. Oh, there we oh. go. There was a Q flash noise. Hold on. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good snap. That was, that a, good was a solid snap. Thank you. All right, so we're, we're segueing so smoothly, no time has passed, None. Uh, into our blogtivity this week. Guys, there's so little Voyager left. It's very... It's, I'm it's, so it's unhappy, weird. dude. Like, I've been enjoying talking about the show so much that we're going to talk about it in our blogtivity so, uh, too, so that we, we can squeeze a little bit more Voyager out of it than there was. And what we're going to do is the same thing we've done with the other series so far, and we're going to talk about our favorite mi- uh, minor or one-off characters from all of Voyager, you know, except the couple of episodes that are still remaining because fuck mm. those guys. Uh, but we're doing it now. So our top three minor one-off characters. Some good one us to choose from. Yeah. I... Shit. I have to make a call. I've got Ooh, four. I, I have the same, but I know who my... I know Wait, who does it have are. to be one-offs? Or minor. One-off or minor. Like, like they're not each the same. or lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each ebb's one of them. Yeah. Well, there we go. Say, all right, you're, you started, so each ebb. We Good, like each definitely, definitely a minor. Well, and... Uh, <laughs> that's true. I just really like Icheb. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I didn't like that time that he was macking on Balana so much, but or rather thought she was mac. Either way, I, all of that made me really fucking uncomfortable. But otherwise, I really like Icheb. I'm gonna have to give it to. I I hate that I'm about to say this because I really thought I was gonna hate the character so fucking much, but I really liked Q too once he. Uh, oh wow! I'm so, I, now I'm super like, sad we missed your discussion on the episode. Yeah, because I really thought I was gonna hate that episode. Tell, tell us, because I, I I've been I've been defending the fuck out of out of that episode to these jerks who hated it. Oh, no, no, I God, I you hate this. I wasn't keen on the first half. Then it grew on. Well, me. right, because the first half is when he's being an annoying little douchebag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't like that either. I was like, oh my god, it's going to be like Q on steroids and it's going to be terrible. But I also liked how we kind of got like, oh, actually also Q is a terrible father. So bad. Because he has no idea what he's doing. But like the reason why that's kind of fun is because like that's the human condition. Like no one knows what the fuck they're doing and they're a first time parent. Like every, like, first of all, health professionals don't, don't tell you anything, any of the truth. Like women go into this shit, like not to. They usually shit themselves. Yeah. Not just that, they usually rip themselves from vagina to asshole, pushing out baby. Sorry, they usually tear their taint. <laughs> taint no thing. Taint no Ew. thing. Yeah, not after you shit out a baby and everything you've eaten. But not even just that, like, postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Like, the fucking myriad of illnesses that only pregnant women can get that there's no fucking cure for. Because who fucking cares? It's just pregnant women. Yeah, you'll be over it in nine months, right? Right. The fucking, and actually to go with the torn taint, the husband stitch, which That's is when awful. they give you an extra stitch to tighten you up so your hubby can get back in there and enjoy himself That's again. That's not still a thing, is it? Oh, I'm, I'm sure I mean, it I've is somewhere. It, yeah, it's definitely There's somewhere. There's a plethora of things 
that they don't tell you about. And like my thing is like they start lying to you early too. I think healthcare professionals just lie to women about everything. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I went to get my uh, IUD, they were like, oh yeah, it's real easy. They just, uh, it's like they put a straw up there and they slide it in and you're done. It's not what it's like. It's like you get ripped, you get forced open and then they push it into you and then you start having contractions like you're having a baby because your uterus is trying to get rid of the foreign contaminant all up in your business. Yeah, I remember when you were on Foxes in the Hen House. Oh, boy. You guys covered, talked about it You guys covered it on one of your episodes and I listened and was horrified. Yeah, I Every had a... fucking moment. And what's funny is, like, I had a terrible experience, but I was the only one of the four of us who wound up actually keeping my IUD because aside from the very traumatic insertion of said uh, IUD. Yeah, because you don't want to go through that again. <laughs> well, you have to every five to seven, eight years. Oh, I didn't know they came out and you had to do it oh, again. Oh, yeah, they're only good for so long. Oh, gross. Yeah. Anyway, the point just is... Use, just, you know that uh, great stuff? You ever have that? You use great stuff? What? comes in a can. Like we're filling... Mortar it? Mortar it closed? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Great. expanding foam. You want to put a little caulking in there? You just jam it in there. <laughs> jam some it. caulk in that thing and take care of it? Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, yeah, that would be good. Seal the whole thing up tight. Just seal right. it up. How, how are you, how anyway. are you liking this to Q2? Oh, just the point is that... Uh, pe- <laughs> I, I'm not at all. Uh, like, <laughs> no one's ready was the Yeah, I think version. that was the jumping off point was just that like no one's ready because no one tells you how it's really going to be. And even if you read every fucking parenting book... From, you know, 5,000 B.C. to today. I don't think there were any parenting books in 5,000 B.C. Maybe there were. You're not ready. So it's cool that Q is also not ready. But wow, what a shitty father. So bad. And but good for a Q. Well, I mean, he's the only one. Yeah, I was he's, saying. he's both the best His and the worst. His mom left him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be great if he gave him a mug for Father's Day that was like best worst father <laughs> in the world or something. World's best worst dad. That would be fucking great. Um... Anyway... Uh, but yeah, I liked it a lot. Once so, uh, asshole started a- acting right, I enough. liked him. I that liked it. it. Okay, so, all I got from that was Q's got a ripped taint. But no, no, Mrs. Q has no. a ripped taint. Actually, I wonder how uh, Q's give birth. Yeah, because they just touched they fingers sense. and it appeared. So oh right. Uh, so anyway, well, so the taint ripping is just another extra snap that Q did for. Her. No, I was say no. It, when a Q gives birth, a, that son goes supernova or something. So who's your third? Who's the third? Hmm. Yeah, who is my third? I had it. I had it. Where is it? Oh, Barkley. There we go. <laughs> Barkley. Yeah, I like I like Barkley in this show. Because he's like still a little neurotic and still a little creepy. But like also, I just love watching his episodes because he's actually super competent and people keep being like, no, Reg, you <laughs> fucking idiot. And like every time he's right. And I'm just like, man, I mean, I also would not want to take Barkley's word for it. Say, but Reg, shit, he's never wrong these get, days. To get back to your earlier point, Jesus, Reg, you'd think you were a woman the way they're ignoring you. I mean, he's never, he's never, he's always been right. Right. That's the thing about him. Is it yeah. like he's just? But he's, yeah, but he used to be a lot creepier, so I didn't yeah. care. As he was much, also you know? worse at expressing himself. And the thing he is, it just it, goes but... to show, you know, if you act like a fucking cretin, people aren't going to pay attention to you. That's what happened. Unless you're on Twitter. <sighs> Unless you're running for president. Unless you own fucking Twitter. <laughs> so I had considered Reg, but he didn't make my list. Mm. I, as I said to you, Ames, off air, I also consider both Leonard and Roy. Yay! <laughs> Who are Leonard and Roy? Uh, the holographic iguana and fly, respectively. Oh, right. So my list. <sighs> who's, uh, your, who's your last minute pick? Uh, I don't know. The definite, though. Okay, okay. Donara Pell. Yay! I like her. 
Who died again? Uh, the Doc's Vidian girlfriend. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah. So it's between Doc's other girlfriend or... Uh, seven of nine? Freya. Oh, Freya. Oh, hell yeah, Freya. Yeah. Man, Doc gets all the hot girls. He's got to type that, Doc. It's either Freya or Mazzotti, but I don't know which. Ooh. What's, who's Mazzotti again? The Borg, Borg girl. Mazzotti. It's got to be Mazzotti. Mazzotti's a good choice. The best of the Borg kids. Sorry, Echeb. He's still good, but she was better. It's okay. Yeah. Each like, it's okay, Chris. My parents were going to sacrifice me to the Borg. It's Nothing true. you do can hurt me. It's true. And Quinn. Oh, that's another uh, good one. Two Qs on our list. Yep. So far. Rock, paper, scissors. Right, I'll Shoot. Go. I'll go. As a side note, I know I was supposed to treat this as a favorite, but it's more like I picked people I could remember, so. <laughs> yeah, that so. That makes them your favorite. Well, if they're the only one, yeah, by default, I suppose they are. I will say that there were there were a couple different characters who were kind of sort of in the running, and a lot of them ended up being in the hat. <laughs> I'm so excited to play with the hat. Oh, you guys, hat gonna, time is my y'all favorite are gonna time. hate every fucking thing I put in that hat. Oh, I also put some bad ones in there. Don't get me wrong. Well, if you draw them, you're you're no, in I, trouble. I put in great ones. They, but you're not gonna like them. Cool, Jake. So two Vix. Yeah. I was right. wondering if he'd show up. Yeah. I, cons- I actually did consider him. Yeah, he's a solid choice. Um, oh, I should have put him in the hat. Yeah, I tried to go with people that, that other people might not have chosen, although I'm surprised no one said Tuvix. Yeah, before. I don't think anyone can follow Caitlin's fanfic from last time on Tuvix, though. Mm. I'm sorry, that was Nevok. Yeah, What does that have to do with Nothing. The, three, the three best characters? Nothing. Just wanted to bring him up again. Oh, okay. All right, this one I had to look up the name because I wasn't sure. Uh, and I don't even know if it's even said in the episode. It probably is. Is it Gotana Rex? Is it Ewoks? Uh, it, it, well, that's okay. I was going to say that one third, but I'll say it second <laughs> instead. Gotana Rex. Is that? Um... That is the Romulan friend from. Uh, all right, no, that's the. No, I'm sorry. That's the. Um, the Daniel uh, Day Kim. Daniel Day Kim from. Blink oh, okay. oh, good one. Yeah. Oh, and if you're thinking the Romulan, then I yeah. know who your third is. Yeah, my second or third, depending <laughs> on what order Ames makes me say them in. Sorry. Um, is Telek Ramor. Yay, he's another good the one. The Romulan I, from Eye of the Needle. Yeah, I did think of him too. Who oh, man. All was good a choices. good man, but unfortunately. Yeah, your list did not is full live. of very good men. Yeah. Actually, that rem- good men. Not just a few, I was going to say. It reminds me of something I forgot to mention a few weeks ago. His his message may have not made it to the Federation, but I think his the gov- Romulans found out. Yeah. Because there was a passing mention in I want to say the terrible Ferengi episode hmm. of the Romulans having been interested in Voyager, and I was like, how would they know? I wonder. I forgot to bring it up then, and I've been meaning to find a reason to bring it up ever since. And there it is. Thank you, Jake. Nice. But yes, I considered him because I'm also a sucker for a Romulan just in general. It's always good when they're back. Yeah. Yeah. They are so they're bad at back. everything. Man, so we actually have very, very little overlap, except for this one character that I swapped in after thinking for the longest time, like, I'm going to say Kellen. No one else is going to even remember who Kellen is because she's unforgettable. Ah. Um, no. The thing is, that episode isn't good, but she's great. But she's... then I remembered, oh, wait, shit. I have to bump her so I can say Mazzoni. There we go. Because I just love that girl. That's fair. She's great. Yeah, she she's, she's the exception that proves the rule kind of thing. Because yeah. she makes a kid character likable. Yeah. She's consistently written. She's interesting. Her actor is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The acting is superb. Speaking of Borgs, I got another Borg on my list, and that's one. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because I thought he was very interesting as well. Acted by, uh, nicely by our normally Nazi man. <laughs> but just, you know, also the 
a sweet, just a sweet thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm going to go the opposite route and be not at all sweet with my last pick. Uh, y'all can already guess what it is because it's my boy Lon Suter. Mm-hmm. No one is surprised. Nope. Just fucking love that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's such a weird man. Rewatched. 84 Dune recently. Just, I was literally just going to bring that up. I, I fucking, I, I always forget until he dies, the bizarre thing he does. Brad Dourif, just the weirdest guy. He's so great. What does he do when he dies again? He just like, he goes like, he makes this weird face, and then he goes like, and dropped real fast. Like, if there was not a mat under Brad, he hurt himself, because he just goes down. Yeah, good picks. Yeah. I drink I was... this Kool-Aid, it stains my lips, the lips tell everybody who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I do this by my own fucking free will. That's fucking that's sad from. That's, that's kind does. of accurate. He does a little speech every yeah, time. Yeah, he does a little. I, I second that emotion. I <laughs> <laughs> second. This is the perfect casting for that. I was kind and he was of perfect as Lawn Suter. Were they called Memtats? Yeah. yeah. Memtats. Men, men, Memtats. Memtats. Like Mentos, but Memtats. Ooh. The fresh I was maker. kind of wondering <laughs> if. Evil Cardassian doctor was gonna show up on anyone's list. I, I considered him. Yeah. Couldn't think of his, can't think of his name, but um, Doctor fucking hottie Mc Nazi Doctor Pence. Crow. Pretty sure that's Krell his name. Set. There we go. Of course you know. No, I, I pictured the man in Star Trek timelines, and what is the word that's usually with him? But we're not done. We're not done. We have more wait, names. Wait, there's more. We, we have, have a hat. character names for everyone because we're getting so close to the end of Voyager and it's actually later than we usually usually do um, yeah. for picking our names for the fanfic that's going to accompany the end of Voyager fast approaching. I'm so sad, dude. So what we've done is we've each put eight names in a hat. That's 20, 32 names. 20. How many are we drawing each? I can't remember. Three? Four. Four. We're going to draw four and pick two. Oh, that's right. That's because right, last right. time Jake, or, or the first time Jake got stuck with Isis the cat and was contemptible about it ever since. Oh, but he used her so well. What was Isis the cat again? Uh, oh, was that, that stupid assignment, assignment Earth, Earth yeah. shit? God, what a piece of I, shit. What did I do? Mirror Isis? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Alright, uh. Let's all just have at this hat. Great Foley, Caitlin. Alright, oh, Jesus Christ. Alright, she's picked two already. Oh, nope, they're back in. Go in. All right. Off one. Should I do all four? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Four, we no, get the fuck out of here. Oh, two. Oh, God, I picked three. I have three out of four. Whatever, those are yours now. <laughs> I also only got three. Get out one. of here. I have one. <laughs> I have two. Nope. God damn it. <laughs> that one's yours. <laughs> God. She's full of piss and vinegar. There it is. I got my last one. Oh, God. I saw who it was. Oh, no. She's punchy. <laughs> She's punchy, God save us. <laughs> Wait, that's too many. All right, there we go. Right. You'd be punchy too if you had a fucking <laughs> shitty day like I had. Do 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 do. Oh God, keep firm with that. You you read yours first. Go with you're it. Just, just go it. What have you got? Dala, the Janeway impersonator. Oh, oh. fuck! I didn't even think oh. of her. Echeb, I wrote that one. You spelled it wrong. Quark. I wrote that one too. What's Quark doing? I almost put Quark. I did it because Jake reminded me. He tries to to rip off Harry Kim. What does that say? Kolar? Kolar? Looks like it says Kolar. Kolar. What's a Kolar? Which one was Kolar? He was, um... Was it the Barge of the Dead guy? No, he he was the head of the Prophet people. The one who didn't really buy it anymore, oh, the but one, okay, yeah, yeah, their yeah. leader. The one that saw, that saw Bellana's pregnant belly and was like, oh, it's our leader. Prophecy. Prophecy, yeah, from a couple weeks ago. Oh, wait. Are we talking about the patron or are we talking about the playwright? 
No, not that one. Oh. No, no, the, the Klingons that thought that oh, the baby was the right, Messiah. He right. was the, he was the leader who didn't really believe it anymore, just wanted to find a planet yeah, to live on. Yeah, and he had a great fucking voice. He did. Well, I hate all yeah, of we, these. We thought, sound, we thought he sounded like Avery Brooks. Yeah, I think this is a hand <laughs> meant for Chris. I, I hate all of this, and I have myself to blame for 50% of it, so <laughs> that's great. All right, while well, she's considering those four. Just pick Quark and write a DS9 fanfic. Perfect. Curious why you have in it. I'm very upset that I have Da Vinci in front of me. Yay, yes! that's my fault. All Wait, right. what? Oh, apparently it's also your fault. <laughs> oh, no, are there are multiple Da Vinci's running around? There might be more than that. Either. Oh, no! Oh, hot dog. Uh, I got a Michael Sullivan. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, oh, I get General Korok. Korok. Him I like. He was the That's he was a Chris's board. handwriting. Good job. And Mazzotti, who I put in myself. Oh, and you love Mazzotti. You just put Mazzotti in eight times, didn't you? Might have. I swear I put some in here, but no one's picked any of mine yet. <laughs> Isn't that yours? Or is that hers? Not That's mine. mine. Oh, is it really? Oh. Jake, you go. Okay, I probably got four. Oh, of yours, yeah. <laughs> Jake's like, I regret all these shitty ones I wrote down now. Oh, I get... Janeway and Paris lizard babies. Ooh. Yes! Not them. Not Janeway and Paris as lizards, but they're babies. Yes, good. I'm into this. That was one of mine. Uh, they're dead babies. Um, Barkley. Reg. Hey, I wrote that one also. What the fuck? You wrote down everything M&M. I wrote down. Let me see it. Is it my oh, writing? Oh, Zimmerman. It's Zimmerman. Yes, that's Zimmerman. Which, I wrote that. That's my Barkley, yeah. And... Pink? Let me see it. Oh, Pink! That was That's the Jeffrey Combs character. Oh! And I wrote That's that. That's a good oh, one! Oh, the head of the WWF. Oh, man, he's a good one. That's good. Interesting. I like him. Well, I'm all that's left. I am still... Haven't seen any of mine. Captain Ransom. Good one. Shocking. Lon Suter. I didn't even put that one. Oh. Well, then that must have been you, Jake. Holy shit! Someone else did this, because that's not my handwriting. What is it? Satan's Robot. I did it! Nice. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm so glad you were the one that drew him, too. Satan's. And my Michael Sullivan. <laughs> I already know who I'm picking. Michael Sullivan and Satan's, Satan's robot. robot. Nice. Okay, that's brilliant. I wish I would have got Michael Sullivan. Man. I would just write porn. I think only two of mine got picked at all. Well, dang. Okay, so wait. Chris knows who's he. So who, Chris knows who he's doing. I don't know what it's gonna be, but they just I have to. You do have. Sorry, to. who's who, who's Kolar again? I know you just told me. He he was the head of the Klingon generation. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick. Right, right. Oh boy, the easy thing for me would be would be Korok and Mazzotti because they're both Borgs. True. Now, do I want to do the easy thing or a not easy thing? Now, Chris is already doing Michael Sullivan, which kind of taints Michael Sullivan for me, but I don't like Da Vinci <laughs> on principle. That's fair. That's fair. Unless I do something very interesting with him, which I could. Who else is having thoughts? I'm going to do Quark and Dala, because they're both a fucking couple of scheming Oh, fuck yeah. Faces. And then they're going to fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jake? Do you have any thoughts definitely yet? Definitely gonna fuck. Well, I can't. There's not, I don't. Uh, I don't know enough about Pank to write anything interesting about him. That's kind of the fun part, bro. He's fucking great. He's a greasy man. The lizard babies. <laughs> you don't know enough about them either, then. Surely. I don't. But that means that they're kind of a blank slate. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then Zimmerman and Barkley obviously go together because like they're unless they don't chocolate unless you separate them. Uh, you gotta keep them. Separated. Now here's the question: Could Zimmerman be the EMH in, in brainwash mode? It's your fanfic. Yeah, I mean, 
Who's going to stop you? Yeah, By the may... time you've done it, it's too late for us to be like, it might be Wah. too far. I might be just go the lazy route and go Zimmerman and Barkley. Well, there you go. And then they I've... fuck? Of course. <laughs> Thank you. It also means that I don't have to write anything about the Voyager characters, because neither of them, both of them are in the Alpha Quadrant. True, true. Hmm. Okay, I'm taking Michael Sullivan out. Do I, I do? Okay, I'm going to do Mazzotti no matter what. Does she go with Korok or Da Vinci? Oh, God. Not Da Vinci. Or Why or would you Mazzotti? do that to Mazzotti? This is my Mazzotti. Because I write in all caps. Mm. <sighs> I'm going to put it with Korok. Okay. Mazzotti, Korok. Should we draw the remaining names and see yes, who, we should. who is not? Oh, that's well, it's, a great it's... idea. Oh, you're kidding. This... All right, so. We've got Troy. <laughs> that was Caitlin. I considered her. Chell, who I considered but oh, did yeah. not put in. Chell. Sulu. I forgot. Yes. Oh, Chell yeah. again? Uh, Bolian. The Bolian. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They couldn't run around. Yes. Uh, Tubak made him run and he did not like it. Gatana Retz in parentheses, Daniel Day Kim's character. Because I knew someone wouldn't, wouldn't remember. Chaotica with an exclamation point. Ooh. Q. Doesn't say which one. Yeah, your, Q your of your choice. choice. <laughs> Fear the Clown. Yeah. Oh, nope, don't like that. <laughs> That's good. Oh, man. But we could write all could you Could you imagine how them? great Mazzotti and Fear the Clown would be together? <gasps> she would not be She'd fucking impressed by that. Oh, man. The Pendari champion, The Rock. Oh, see, I was thinking of the Herogen. What was he called in that? Oh, I don't remember his name. Well, he didn't have a name. He had a title. Oh, he had a title. Yeah. The But I thought of including him because I loved him. Seska. Because it's my man, uh... Martok under all that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff, and I love the man, so. Uh, Cardin. Which one's Cardin? Uh, as I put in the parentheses, Aaron Eisenberg's Kazon. Oh, Cardin, Car- yes. He starts off as Car. Right. Anorax. Yeah. Red Foreman? Yep. Uh, any of you remember? Denara Pell. Yay. Barkley again. Mazzotti again. <laughs> Good. She deserves it. Da Vinci again. Oh, he does not deserve it. Satan's robot again. <laughs> wow. What are the odds? <laughs> I mean, I did not think anyone else would Satan's robot, Satan's but that's robot. actually pretty great. Back when I mis- mistook the assignment and thought we were doing just four names, he was the one I knew I was going to be in the hat. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that. Whenever we're through with all of Voyager and through with a bunch of other stuff, I think the usual plan is to hit the anniversary of... September-ish. September-ish. Yeah. Uh, look forward to whatever the hell we write about all these characters we drew out of the hat. It'll be a fun time, so you know, keep up with us then. Check out whatever the hell we talked about a moment ago on the blog. Uh, you'll see all of our favorite characters on whatever this week's post is. Uh, next week. We have more what to do next week. Ooh. It's a busy, busy time now that we're rushing to the edge of the, of, of the Alpha Quadrant. Next week, two more episodes. Shocking. They're going to be Author, Author, and Friendship One. So, you know, listen to those on whatever podcast thing you're listening to right now. Keep doing that. Uh, you can hang out with us on Facebook and Twitter for reasons. We're not on threads yet. For reasons. We're not on Instagram even. Well, we don't post pictures a lot. No, I know, but I think it's how you get on threads, isn't it? No, threads is like new Twitter. Well, yeah, but you... Well, yeah, it's part of the metaverse, but you don't. Have, you have to be on Instagram to yeah, be on Instagram. I think it's tied to the Instagram That's fucking account. stupid. I mean, why would you do anything, Zuckerberg? Yeah, it's the... it's better, better than, than doing Musk. anything Musk. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's you, not... You say it like you have to be doing these things. I mean... Jake, I don't. 
But Jake says, when I have to inform him of the shit going on in our friends' lives all the time. Mm. Well, I mean... Clearly uh, the answer is TikTok. Clearly the answer is TikTok. So everyone, uh, go, go on to TikTok. Oh, no. Have a great fucking day. We'll be back next week for more. <laughs> this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. Jake. And some sort of hip dance from the talking, it's Chris. It was so hip. Hip. You should be playing Hop. a saxophone. Yeah, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Those bagpipes? What are you playing now? Oh, fuck. We broke our bringing up Harry Kim as Bill Clinton streak. Damn it. Oh, and no. this doesn't count. Fuck. It counts. There wasn't a lot of Harry Kim in True. the shows. True. Good night. Good night.